Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Sidgwick to look ahead to Dynamite tonight, the all-out go-home show. Michael Hamflet, by the way, still enjoying a well-earned week off. How are you feeling, though, just a few days before all-out, Sidge? I'm hyped. I expect to get more hyped on the back of this Dynamite show tonight because it actually has matches that might constitute a main event. It <laughs> might have matches that might, in fact, be really, really good. And between the two sit-down live interview promos for a match that I think most people think is a match too far, I firmly expect to get sold on said match at All Out because these two men are genius orators. Mm, yeah, lots to look forward to tonight after a bit of an iffy dynamite, I think it's fair it was to say, rubbish. last week. Um, just to clarify, I can't believe this is already the case, although that's how time works, Adam. The 100th episode of Dynamite tonight. Well, not really. Oh. It's the 101st. <laughs> they are doing a little bit of WWE maths, I think, because they didn't want to have that week's Dynamite is like a landmark 100th. I mean, they've not really promoted it as the 100th. It's a huge major selling point. I think the confusion has arisen because there was a special Saturday Night Dynamite, which was a supplementary Dynamite. Yes, I seem to remember something like that. So was it? did it really count? It doesn't have to. It's wrestling. Just make it up. It's a total fantasy make-believe world. This looks like a far better and more fitting 100th episode, 100th episode of any kind of TV program or a wrestling program or any kind of anniversary or big landmark. What you want to do is tell the audience, we got to 100 for a reason, because the show is good and it's got an audience. We are going to celebrate how good the show has been consistently to get us to this place by doing a very good edition of it. Last week's kind of sucked. <laughs> so they can gimmick the maths in the weeks and the months, all they like, if they can produce an episode, be fitting of the fact that this is quite an accomplishment. I suppose, it, I was going to say, it's just easier to just use the 100th anniversary of Dynamite, I suppose, in terms of episodes. Later, yeah. But um, then again, WWE don't understand anniversaries either, so wrestling struggles with that sort of thing as well. WrestleMania 25, not the 25th anniversary. That's 
that's just not how money, um, how numbers work, but still. Anyway, CM Punk uh, is going to be on this show. Not like Rampage, which did a rubbish number with CM Punk on it on Friday. Gosh. I mean, it was a video package and you stopped being performative, not bed on Twitter, basically. Anyway, he is actually going to be on this show. What do you think happens with him tonight? Because you and I are speculating off air about maybe something bigger happening with Darby Allen on Rampage ahead of All Out this Friday. He's, of course, facing Daniel Garcia, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed. Not to skip ahead to the Rampage preview too quickly, but I expect someone is going to eat a GTS. Consider that a tease, if you like. As for CM Punk here, look, it's Chicago. He's going to get another monster pop. It's going to feel life-affirming. It's going to be good, and it's going to be electric, and it's going to feel enormous, almost irrespective of what he's going to say. But drilling deeper into what he said, like... Uh, what we've said a lot is that this is a face-versus-face match premised on the fact that it tacitly gets Darby Allen over, even in the event of his loss, purely because CM Punk has chosen him specifically to wrestle after seven years. That's the story. It's a story of introducing a legend back into the fold and at the same time putting over huge and emerging homegrown talent by having him work the best match of their life. This is going to arrive at a great moment. CM Punk's introduction was a great moment. By definition, it's not exactly a story you can tell episodically. I would like a little bit of juice added to this, if I'm being perfectly honest. Mm, and that might too. make me feel pedantic. It might make me come across as a bit of a miserable bastard. How could he complain? Even slightly about CM Punk coming back to wrestling. It's like, I've had that feeling. I've loved that feeling. I've relived that feeling. I want to get an indication of the match quality, a little bit of an indication of the story. Um, I would like just a little bit of juice. It's all a bit pally. It's all very nice. It's all very productive. At this moment in time, I want to be sold on the idea of, I want CM Punk to say something to the effect of, look, I've been nice. Many of my detractors say that it's very uncharacteristic of me, and they might be right because dot, 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 dot. I just want a little bit of juice to this now, mm. a little bit of edge. Maybe Darby Allen could interrupt CM Punk cutting another promo where he talks again about how Darby Allen would have been his favorite wrestler as a 15-year-old. At some point, I think I would quite like to see Darby Allen interrupt the promo and say something to the effect of, mate, will you stop patronizing me? Mm. You talk to me like I'm 18. Fresh out of wrestling school. I'm 27. I'm a former TNT champion in my own right. Like, I'm not doing you a favor by wrestling you. I, I'm going to like dismantle the legend. Yeah, stop the high train. Something to make it feel like it's not... It's all respectful mm. and nice. And that's great. Situationally, it's perfect. It's still wrestling. It's still very conflict-based. I want a little bit of an edge to this at this point, if I'm being brutally honest. No, I think you're right. I think you need to just add that little something. Like, at the end of the day, look, everyone's probably going to be buying all out, regardless of whether or not we get something with this tonight, because it's CM Punk's return to wrestling. But adding a little spice to it, yeah, I agree. Because at the end of the day, that bell's going to ring, and he's going to try and hit him with a go-to-sleep, and he's going to try and hit him with a sodden coffin drop at the end of it all to basically render the other person unconscious. So there's only so far the niceties can go. The polar opposite of that scale, of course, 
Is FTR and Santana or, and Ortiz running it back, of course, after uh, Cashwheeler's horrific injury uh, a few weeks back? How do you see it playing out tonight? Um, I don't know. The first match, even before the injury, I didn't get the feeling that it was building to this red-hot, grudge-feud crescendo of a finish. I can't even recall the story they were telling. It was quite a forgettable, I don't want to say a nothing match. It didn't help at all that the crowd was crestfallen at what had happened to Hangman Page in the match and how long that match went and its emotional peak. Like, any match would have struggled. And on that note, a dream tag team match did. So maybe it was an atmosphere thing. Uh, maybe it was just a little bit cursed all around. It obviously was. Um but they'll know that. They will be despondent. FTR in particular, they were working their home state, the Carolinas, which, if you know anything about their upbringing in the wrestling world, what they're passionate about, they're in love with that territory. Mm-hmm. So it would have crushed them. It would have crushed them to have received that reaction from where they are, the place that they love on a personal and a professional level, to get that muted reaction and for the match to kind of fall apart. All of which is to state, they will be so goddamn up for this. Mm. They'll know that. It wasn't as if like, oh, what a shame. Obviously, we were very, very, very concerned about what happened to Cash Wheeler. But to try and not sound like a total dick getting his priorities wrong, it didn't feel like, oh, they were just getting going and that had to happen. It felt more like, oh, that was a horrible thing to happen. I just think they're going to be so up for this. I can't imagine FTR, given how professionally proud they are, and Santana Ortiz for that matter, especially when you look at all the the weeks and months they've invested in this sort of subplot of the um, inner circle, pinnacle rivalry. Mm. I can't imagine that these two incredibly talented teams in front of a red-hot pro wrestling city with the stage set for them, there's no sense that if this was an all-out, if it was positioned between two of the hotter matches that this might die a death again. They've got the perfect platform on Dynamite to tell their story. They've got the perfect motivation to tell a better version of the one that they did. I'm expecting this to be great, purely based on the fact that they'll be desperate to deliver a great match. And that says nothing about the quality of both players. In terms of how I see the story going, I would like to see it really focused. It felt like they were really working the first time around. Like, a we hate each other match. Now, craft something instead. Because mm. it wasn't a brawl. And it wasn't really known or something. Like, to use a Geordie expression, <laughs> we've long campaigned for, if you're going to do a heel versus heel match, or in this case, a heel versus a babyface team that like to get down and dirty yes. match. You've loved the idea of this match from day one yeah. because they want to out-dick at each other. FTR cut off the ring. FTR do a vintage ugh, FTR performance. I want Santana to go after that bandaged arm mm. of Cash Wheeler's, like really drawn ooh, from the crowd. Muscle damage. You talked about this when it was, you know, not to doubt Cash's injury, yeah. but you thought it's a great story beat. Oh, of course, of course. Really good story beat. They've worked so goddamn hard. I'm desperate for them to have the great match I know this can be. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I hope and I believe that tonight will be the night that they realize that because, like you say, the being informed in terms of what's happened with the, both teams prior to this, not only with that injury, but like you say, the, the the history of this feud between the pinnacle and the inner circle. And, yeah, as much as they are incredibly talented, learning from where it all kind of went awry, because in a way, 
You're right, that match did not live up to expectations, despite the, the, the scenario that it was in. And I think they will have picked up on that and gone, right, where did we go wrong there? This is the These are the beats that we need to hit, exactly like you said. And, uh, yeah, I don't know I don't know who wins this either, to be honest, if I look at it. But it's, it's an intriguing contest, nonetheless. Indeed. I would personally go for FTR again, because I think there's more stuff. There's way more for the Pinnacle to do. Like, way more. They've barely appeared on screen together since the return to the road. In fact, I don't think they have appeared collectively as a five-piece once since they've returned to the road. They've not even begun to explore their potential as a stable, whereas in a circle, it definitely feels like... It's like Sammy Guevara's already doing stuff with Fuego Del Sol on Dark and stuff. It feels like as a stable as a unit, they're not long for this world. And if you hand Santana and Ortiz the loss here, it will allow them to... Like explore their options and storylines yes. going forward. Like sell the ramifications of a loss, accept the loss, eat the loss, but then use the loss as a pivot to develop as characters, as to explore their possibilities going forward. Uh, there's more to do for them in defeat as there is for the pinnacle to do a victory here. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Sticking with uh, the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle storylines, you've, of course, got MJF versus Chris Jericho at All Out. And tonight we've got interviews with both of them, a sit-down interview between Chris Jericho and Jim Ross and uh, presumably in-ring interview with Tony Schiavone and MJF. How do they sell this? I don't know how they sell it, but it needs to be sold. And the other two best people to sell this match. This match, I think most can be in agreement, feels like one too many. Feels like the outcome, if in fact Jericho does win, which I think is going to be the result, yep. 
It's not going to 50-50 because, strictly speaking, it's 75-25. It will be 3-1 MJF. It feels like a little bit of a politicized outcome. I think a lot of people are out there wondering, not what the point of it all was, because the point is, you have two stars and a really entertaining long-term feud. People have been begging for this for years. How dickheaded would it be of them to turn around when they get a very good version of something they were yearning for for years and think, eh, that was that. There is a sense that it's one match too many. There is the sense that that all-out card is stacked. One match is going to suffer that people are looking forward to if one or two go too long. Mm-hmm. And, you've, and you've got to think, if it's Jericho's tease last match, as they should, they want to extract every single drop of drama they can by going quite long. I don't know how many people are up for that. I think that if MGF and Jericho deliver in these sit-downs, they absolutely will be. That's the power of a promo. A great promo, we know what it showed for. They are promoting something. Two verbal masterclasses will go so far towards building all out. I've got no doubt in their ability to be able to sell me on this match. It's weird. It feels like the wrong way around. Tony Schiavone is much better in the live context than Jim Ross, but he's doing the sit-down with MJF. Oh, right, okay. So that's odd. But regardless, they're both very good at their jobs. I'm talking about Ross and Schiavone. I've obviously just said that. um, Jericho and MJF. Jericho, it's weird. He would be so better doing the sit-down here because when he hears Judas, his little eyes light up. And, when his, and I said this on the review last week. When his eyes light up, I'm thinking, you're going to be wrestling as long as Terry Funk did. As long as you can do Judas as your entrance theme. Um, so that just negates the weight of the, uh, the stipulation for me. I would much rather have it where Chris Jericho isn't allowed to come out of Judas. He cuts a somber figure with Jim Ross who can really sort of get the best answers out of him because he's great in this role, and basically put across the idea of him almost mourning the career as a sort of a retrospective before it ends with the idea of, oh, it will feel emotionally affecting if, in fact, his career does end. I don't want to feel like Chris Jericho feels, sort of thinking he's near the Mm. end. That would, in theory, galvanize the crowd into thinking, oh, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel what Jericho's feeling. Let's get behind him. That's how I would do it. It feels like they're not going to do that. I'm very interested in this. Mm. Very, very interested. I know they're going to deliver. How do you see it? I've got no idea. I think you're right. I think I think Jericho needs to sell this as uh, you know a last chance for him. Uh, this could you know this could be my last. It's not going to be the last dynamite. We were joking about this in the office, but this could be my last dynamite. You know, all I'd be is sat behind the commentary table on Rampage, which is great. But I, I, I want to be, you know, in charge of my own destiny. I want to make the decision when I finish, not MJF, for example. And I'd have, all I was thinking about with MJF there was less selling the match because it doesn't really need any more selling than what Chris Jericho's just done there. And not necessarily not caring about beating Chris Jericho. He said last week about, you know, what a legacy that would be to say I finished him off, basically. But all I could think about until when I read something earlier on and told you about it in the office, have MJF in Chicago eat one of the ice cream bars and go, oof, it's a bit old and gone off this, isn't it? Oh, I like that. There you go, Max. Well, you can have that one for I free. do like but that. But yeah, like you say, I'm I, I not exactly sure of the context. And they may switch things up. They normally do about the time that we release this preview anyway. So it's pointless really discussing how they're going to do this. But MGF really needs to put across the idea that he's adamant in his mind that he is going to retire Chris Jericho. And he can say something to the effect of, look, I know, it's probably a few days early, but 
I know you can't wait for this. Here's your retirement cake. <laughs> yes. Yes. Brilliant. I love that. Um, in terms of other grudge feuds, Brian Cage gets his hands on powerhouse Hobbs tonight. Uh, storage history, of course, with Brian Cage and Team Taz, which hasn't really amounted to much, I think it's fair to say. Like, the video package selling this is great because it sells in 20 seconds, powerhouse Hobbs clocking him with the belt to allow Ricky Stocks to win the FDW Championship. After that, I think it's fair to say it's gone a bit off the rails. It has. It's petered out. And we know the reason why it's petered out. It's petered out because Brian Cage doesn't have a huge emotional bond with the audience so that the audience are really going to rally behind him and cut down Team Taz one by one. It's a tried and true AEW narrative device that I don't necessarily think much of the audience is on board for. Brian Cage isn't a great episodic TV character babyface. Mm. Um, he is a guy you go and see in the live arena and popped off for because he can do ridiculous things that should not be capable with that ridiculous body. He's a bit of a vacuum in terms of his charisma. As a result, the storyline that was really well done in and around the Darby Allen and Sting stuff and the Hangman Page stuff. Like they've told a great story on his behalf and they haven't really sort of articulated it mm. or expressly told it. The idea was Brian Cage realized, you know what, Sting handed me my ass. That was a bit of a wake-up call for my career progression. I shouldn't be hanging around with these louts. I don't want to take shortcuts. I want to be a fairer guy. Look at the size of us. I shouldn't be... And it just feels like they haven't explored that beat often enough. Everything has felt cold. This match, however, should be a bomb-lobbing... Yes, host battle. Ridiculous host battle that could go some way towards salvaging it because, realistically, it does need salvaging. We haven't raved about Ricky Starks in too long. We haven't raved about a Taz promo in too long. Like, we raved so much about Taz's delivery in, like, the early months of 2021. He was, like, our favorite AEW guy on these mm. podcasts for a while. I haven't felt that for Taz. And I hate not feeling that for Taz. He's class. This needs juicing up. And uh, ironic, maybe, given the, some of the people involved. This needs juicing up. And I think a big, beefy horse battle is the way to do it. Cage goes over. My worry is that this is one of two things that might get the full resolution at all out when this card is already stiggity stacked. Yeah, let's talk about that, actually, because we're also getting Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans, and you expressed concern to me earlier that we're going to get a run-it-back of, of Cassidy and, and the leader of the HFO potentially off the back of this match. All out's already stacked, and I'm not being funny. I know he's been a bit of a... Target of our ire on these yes. podcasts, Matt Hardy. But all out could be four matches long, and I still wouldn't want a fifth Matt Hardy match on it. I don't think he's doing enough to really justify being on his ex consecutive AEW pay per view card. And, and not, I, I don't think the story is. Well, you broke my nose or smashed my face in last time. I don't think that is enough to merit a, a pay per view match. You're right. No, not at all. The card's already totally stacked, but. Matt Hardy versus AEW's entire mid-card must continue. <laughs> it's the oddest bit of booking. It's a time sink. No one's that arsed about it. It's solid and it's fine, but I don't watch AEW Dynamite for solid and fine. The fact that it's continuing via a match between Cassidy and one of Matt Hardy's associates, like, I'm going to... 
I genuinely do want to see this on an already stacked all-out card. We've talked at length about so many AEW pay-per-view matches go four minutes longer than they need to. All of this adds up to a kind of an exhausting pay-per-view experience. Teasing a stipped-up Cassidy versus Matt Hardy rematch. I hope it goes first, and then... I'm not going to be happy with this Dynamite show until we get to that penultimate quarter hour, and they say, oh, there'll be a false count anywhere match between Hardy and Cassidy on Rampage. So, oh, God damn it, good. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, this feud is pissing me off. This feud is boring. I don't even know why it's happening. There's no huge emotional heft to it, but it must continue. Matt Hardy versus everybody must always continue, and I'm just bored. I was going to say Hoyer on the buy-in, but then they've no. already got the, the Casino Battle Royale. Right? Don't, because I'm watching the buy-in as well. And I know there's a different vibe. I know when you watch the buy-in, you kind of do it when you're on your phone. The audience does it when they're piling in. It's a different... When that opening video package, that's when the pay-per-view starts yeah. and you get like a, a new wind. I still have to watch it. <laughs> it still adds to the UK viewing experience of me have to wake up at what time o'clock? I'm not actually going to bed on that Sunday. Full day of parenting in the office. At the last thing I need to see is Matt Hardy work a solid match. Three hours into an AEW pay-per-view. I'm sorry, I just do not need to see that. No, I don't blame you, to be honest. Uh, on the kickoff show, I said, though, it's going to be the uh, Casino Battle Royal. And as part of that, uh, well, we've got an ongoing feud with, with Tay Conti. It was Tay Conti and the Bunny, of course, on Rampage. That was interrupted. She was distracted, Tay Conti, by uh, uh, Penelope Ford, who helped the Bunny win via shenanigans. As a result, that is Tay Conti versus Penelope Ford tonight. Yeah. I've advocated for both of these women who've really got over and have really improved exponentially since their start dates in AEW to get more TV time. They've just arrived at it at the most basic NXT-adjacent way. Yeah. Uh, we touched on this in the Rampage review. Interrupted promo, post-match attack. That's how you transition one performer into a different match, and it's just it's very basic. Um, this match should be okay. I'm more... If I'm trying to look on the bright side, and I tend to do this with AEW, mm -hmm. if I'm looking on the bright side, I'm thinking that Penelope Ford is really vastly underutilized in this company. What I would like to see is Penelope Ford and the Bunny are probably going to screw Conti out of this match, with the idea being that their teaming together is going to form a big thread in the Casino Battle Royale. I would really like to see the bunny betray Penelope Ford, toss her out of the match at All Out, and Penelope Ford turns babyface. Ooh. Penelope Ford's got a moveset that is so babyface friendly. We watched All In. Penelope Ford got one of the biggest pops on one of the biggest shows in North American pro wrestling history with her incredible sequence where she just aerially assaulted Hangman Page. It was awesome. Penelope Ford is a big babyface women's star in waiting. I would like to see these recent events maybe trend towards that direction. I'm not that hot on the prospect of this match purely because Conti versus the Bunny was pretty dire. Do you know what? I, just thinking about it now, I will allow this, and to be fair, I've said the exact same thing when it comes to, to WWE recently with, uh, well, it's with Bianca Bella and, and Becky Lynch. If the ends justify it, and for me, like you say, Penelope Ford wins again, wins tonight with the help of the bunny. 
to feed into Sunday where Penelope Ford and the Bunny have have taken Conti backed up into a corner. It looks like they're going to two on one advantage, beat the crap out of her and hurry her out of there. And then maybe that's where you get Anna Jay's return. Yes. So that's been another route we could go down. But I didn't even consider Penelope Ford to, to switch babyface. But yeah, that's a hell of a shout as well. Um, and if we're going to insist on Britt Baker staying a heel, we need to make some more baby faces. Yes, so absolutely. you've got that as well. Right, let's conclude by uh, previewing a match that sort of previews another match at All Out. Of course, at All Out, it's Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks inside a steel cage for the AW tag titles. And on tonight's Dynamite, the Young Bucks team with Anderson Gallows, it's the elite basically, minus Kenny Omega, uh, versus Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. What a sneak peek this will be. Yeah, this will be incredible. This will be an absolutely pulsating insanity exhibition. Opener? Oh, I don't know. I think you main evented purely on the basis yes, actually, that so like FDR and Santana and Ortiz. Hopefully, that's not going to all out because that show is set. It's done. It's <laughs> loads on it. There's loads on it. You want the last segment of your go home show? It's not a go home show. Rampage is a go home show, but more eyeballs will be watching Dynamite. It will function as a go home show. Therefore, I would start with Santana and Ortiz and FTR, maybe even just in the ring. Give them the 16 minutes of that uninterrupted slot to say, right, okay, FTR, we haven't really given you enough matches. Same goes for Santana and Ortiz. The first one didn't go down well. You got bastards luck. Have 16 to 17 minutes to do your pay-per-view match. That's how I would do this. I would put the eight-man on last with the idea that because of the various associations involved, this is the best means of folding Christian Cage and Kenny Omega into the action to sell your world title match as your last image. So, Bucks and the Elite go over. The beatdown that necessitates the fact that there's a steel cage match in the first place happens. You are told by a pissed-off and moralizing commentary desk, oh, this kind of thing will not happen. These bastard Elite guys have done it again. This will not happen at all out. They will be in a cage, blah, 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 blah. And because Kenny will join in the beatdown of the Lucha Brothers and the Jurassic Express and maybe even them out of the match, that will draw a Christian Cage. Big mass brawl. Yeah. Nitro style. End the broadcast with all of the players involved in the tag team and world title divisions in a mass melee. See this resolved all out. That's, it. That's how I would book it. Um, as for this match, Jesus Christ. It should be absolutely outstanding. The form that three of these teams are in, not being fair to the, not being, I mean, I am being fair to the club. <laughs> they are perfectly positioned in multi-man matches like this because they seem to dog it in tag team matches. It is literally impossible to dog it when Phoenix is in the ring <laughs> and when Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson's in the ring. Um, Jurassic Express have been on phenomenal form their last two big dynamite TV matches with Rampage. This is awesome. I'm going to leave the listeners on a pretty cruel note if it doesn't happen. Oh. One of my favorite matches in the pandemic was the Young Bucks and FTR versus the Lucha Brothers, the Butcher and the Blade yeah. from Fighter Fest. An incredible match that I made so many spluttering, incredulous noises during that I almost didn't miss the crowd. It was so ridiculous. Ridiculous, like really rich storytelling, mm. like grounding the spots. The spots, in fact, were the story because if you remember FTR, like pissed off that, like they were just weren't grabbing a hold. It was wonderful long-term stuff. They did a spot in that match that I squealed at when Pentagon 
went to do his like shoelace spot. Nick Jackson like leaned over the ropes to try and pick him up to do a move on him. And Phoenix scrambled out of nowhere and drilled Nick Jackson with a destroyer out of the ring. Absolutely mind blowing. Do that again. <laughs> you've got eight lads, you've got the Bucks, you've got the Lucha Brothers, you've got a Chicago crowd. Just plagiarize that spot wholesale, and Dave will give you five stars. Like, do you not want five stars? I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's brilliant, but I can't really add to anything you've said. All I was going to say was give a Canadian destroyer to Brandon Cutler. So, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, the more the merrier. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's AEW, they love a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're quite right. This should main event, and uh, it'd be a hell of a way to, to conclude the show. Like you're saying, sell all out. Oh, it's come around quick. I'm very excited. Let us know your thoughts on Dynamite uh, tonight at tw- on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Our NXT review is available right now and our Dynamite review as well. When that comes out tomorrow, we'll slide straight into your feed as soon as it is released. But for now, this has been the AEW Dynamite preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.